Welcome to the pilot episode of The Writer and the Wrench. We are your hosts, Brent and Beverly. And before we jump into our topic for today, I just wanted to give a brief explanation of how all of this even came to be. This was actually a long time coming. About six years ago, I had the idea for a podcast or vlog, something, and pitched the idea to Brent, and he did not take the bait. So I left that on the back burner. And then about four years ago, I started an Instagram and website for what I called the Writer and the Wrench that was pretty much just supposed to be a creative outlet for our home projects, my sewing projects, all the quote unquote annoying things that I didn't want to post on my regular feed because I did not want to be that friend. <laughs> and if you don't know who that friend is, it's probably you. It's probably <laughs> you. Um, so anyway, I haven't been very good at keeping up with it. But meanwhile, back on my regular blog, can you tell I have a lot of... Bouncing around. <laughs> yes, there's a lot going on. Um, so back on my regular blog where I try to write on a regular basis, there are two categories that always seem to resonate with people and I get quite a bit of feedback on and that's finances and family activities in fact my last post that I had on finances I had someone reach out to me and ask me the former student it was a former student asking me multiple questions about uh, what Brent and I do if we had any tips and tricks um, she had which apparently is common had grown up in a household where you don't money. talk about money. Yeah, you don't talk about money. And so she just had no idea and wanted to have that conversation. Um, and so I revisited the idea of a podcast with Brent. And <laughs> this time, completely to my surprise, he was on board. Um, Give it so, a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> by no means are we experts, but we've been married for... 15 years. 15 years. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can you tell he is the sentimental I, I, one? I'm not the one getting in trouble. <laughs> he he actually remembers the date that we met. Decem I don't... December 4th, 2005. And he remembers... Do you remember our first date? Um, I'm lucky yeah. if I remember the date the, we got was, married. It was December 30th. Wow. Okay. So, we have 15 years under... And I proposed on August 18th. <laughs> now you're just showing off. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway... There's a lot that we have gotten wrong and will continue to get wrong along the way. Um, but more than anything else, we just kind of wanted to start the conversation. And this is by no means a finance podcast. It just felt like the right place to start. But we have plans for other types of series down the road as this gets rolling. Um, but before we jump in... <laughs> Brent loves games. I wanted to play a quick. Actually, I don't. But <laughs> but yeah, he's super competitive. He does, but that's, he doesn't. I do, but I don't. But that's okay. That's okay. So I'm gonna force him to play a game. There's no winners or losers. This might be a short podcast. <laughs> I want to see how well <laughs> we know each other, and as we do that, maybe you'll get to know a little bit about us if you don't know much to begin with. So I'm gonna ask him a question and see if he can guess the correct answer. So here's question number one. What was my favorite childhood movie? 
well, let's see. The only one that comes to mind, because your childhood movies were different than mine, so I'm going to go with, and this because we, I think we watched it with Elizabeth, but Anne, Anne of Green Gables, Annie, what, how do you say it? Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables. That's actually a really good guess. I watched that quite a bit, like the whole Anne of Avonlea. Little Women, too. Or that was probably when you were older, though. That would have been a good one, too. You actually know better answers (laughs) for me than I know for myself. But I was going to say, I was going to say Goonies. Oh, that's a good movie. I feel like I can't watch it now. There's, (laughs) I think we watched it with uh, Clear Play, and it was like. It's so funny the way the rating system has changed over the years. Of course, when I watched it as a kid, I think it was on the Disney Channel. So they filtered out some of the stuff that we kind of looked at each other and raised our eyebrows watching it now as adults. Well, Clearplay bleeped out part like half the movie. So, <laughs> and it wasn't that it was bad language or anything. It was just you know you set it at a certain what uh, age bracket. You know, and it just kind of dials it back. So, anyway. Okay, so for your favorite movie, this is kind of hard because you were a kid in the 70s and I wasn't born yet. So, I have no idea what kind of cinema. Kind of makes me sound creepy. <laughs> what, that you were born in the 70s? And you weren't. You. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little. For those of older. you that don't know, there's a nine year difference, difference in age. He's the older of the two. So, go ahead. So, what, what, what's your guess? Okay, so I'm going to guess, did Star Wars come out in the 70s, the first one? Or yeah. episode four? Yes. Is it Star Wars? Yes. I think it was 77. Star Wars was your favorite childhood no. movie? No. Oh, no, that's not right. No, but, you know, I didn't even think about that one. So, maybe we're on the... <laughs> we know, we, each, we know other each other better, better than we know ourselves. I, I, that's not what I was thinking, my first thought. So What what were you thinking? It's what's it's a book. It's a it's a book? It's a book. Yeah, and it, that should give it away cuz I don't read a whole lot. <laughs> so It was a book from or at the least 70s. I didn't back there. Yeah. I think it was the 70s. Charlotte's it, Web? No, it was That's actually older. a movie too. But it's a very short movie. It's a short movie? Yeah. It's like Oh, Ricky Ticky Tabby. Yep, yep. It's like 25 minutes. So Does like, that even like, count as a movie? It does when you're young. Okay. All right. But, yeah. Second question. What is my hidden talent? Oh. Okay, well, so. Well, apparently I do a lot of great things behind <laughs> well, the scenes. Well, you, you do a lot of great things, but... <laughs> I see them, so they're not hidden to me. I actually have one, and I don't know if you'll get embarrassed by it, but it's the ability to take all of your students' names and either create a poem or a song out of it. I haven't done that in years. There you go. I. But that's, right? That's yes, a good one. I used to make some raps and some what? songs that I would. That yeah. was their either their Christmas gift or end of year. I forgot about that. I was what? just gonna say I can balance a spoon on my nose. How is it that 
we've been married for 15 years and I've never seen you do this. Because it's hidden. Well, all right. Touche. Right. <laughs> okay, so your hidden talent is that you can do voices of characters. Uh, like, like Chewbacca, like movie, uh, yeah. Yoda, right. Donald Duck. Do you want me to keep no, going? No, do you, you no. You don't want to do it. No, he I keeps wanna... it hidden for a reason, I guess. But he's That's actually right. quite it's good. For, it's for the family. Okay. Okay, question number three. Because you know what happens is you act, I would try to do it right now, and then I would like probably crack my voice or something. And then... What, are you going through puberty? <laughs> Around these kids, sometimes I feel like I am. Okay, so question three. If I had five extra hours in the day, what would I do? Sleep. Oh, that is a good answer. I didn't think of that. I would yeah, sleep. You probably would. I, <laughs> I'm i sounding kind of sad right now. <laughs> well, well, you never get enough sleep, so I figured... I am a pretty terrible sleeper. Um, I was going to say... That one I didn't have to think about because I feel like that's the given. <laughs> okay. What were you going to say? I was going to say clean the house or work on a home project. Like organizing. Uh, I could see organizing. I, but that, yeah, that would have to be five hours extra with nobody home. No interruptions. Not going to happen. Okay, I think I, we, have we gotten any of these answers right yet? I Because I feel like this last no. one, I'm going to get right. So if you had five extra hours in a day, I think that you would work on a home improvement project or be out in the garage tinkering taking something apart building something something along yeah. those lines uh, that that probably would be true well then i guess you're the winner we, I, oh we said we weren't gonna have winners we're both that's winners. not recorded we're a team. is it oh, okay <laughs> one out of three well technically six because we asked each other oh, the questions yeah. so one out of six yeah there you have 15 it. 15 years of marriage. 15 years. Still don't know what's going on. Nope. Not a clue. Okay. So let's go ahead and hop into our main topic, which is creatively called Christmas in July. We are a little over halfway there. Um, honestly, covering a topic like finances is huge. And so. It almost felt overwhelming knowing that we wanted to start in this place, like knowing exactly where to start. So I felt like this would be a good little sliver of Ease the pie. Into it. Yes. It'll make more sense when we talk about the zero based budget, which is going to be coming up soon. Um, while we're talking about budget, can we just get rid of this negative connotation? Connotation, the stigma that comes along with a budget. I feel like most people who aren't on a budget or don't have a budget, they think it means you don't have enough money or you can't afford to do something or they think poor. Yeah, they think it's restrictive. Like if I'm on a budget, that means I can't have any fun. And I feel like we've experienced <laughs> the opposite. Um, it's been a journey for sure. Um, but it actually gives you freedom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough in the beginning, but it's actually... It's worth it's the freeing. sacrifice. It, it is. Um, 
so it's actually possible to have a financially stress-free Christmas. I sent out a survey, and thank you to all of the people who took that survey. I had an overwhelming response um, from you, and so I pre- it was very insightful, and I appreciate that. Uh, the majority of my respondents did identify with it experiencing some sort of financial stress around the holidays. And just to give you an idea of who these people were, 58% of those who took the poll identified as married with kids. And the second largest category was married without kids. I actually had somebody from all of the options, which was single, no kids, single parent, empty nester, grandparent. So there were quite a few, but it was obvious to me that the majority of respondents were in almost in the same season or around the same season of life that we're in right now um and also what i discovered from the poll was that the majority of people had a haphazard way of saving for christmas hap haphazard meaning they just wing it or there wasn't really a solid there wasn't really a solid plan okay but in a way that used to be us for sure. I mean, if you remember when we go back to first getting married, we didn't have a plan. We just kind of winged it. I would work side jobs. I think that's pretty much how we paid for it, right? Like For Christmas? For Christmas. Yes, but we did but use the credit card some. We did, and we would pay it off. We for tried top. to pay it off in, in a month. Well, that was something that... I think your your family did a good job of instilling while you were younger was the to say don't put on a credit card what you can't pay off then that at the end of the month or, or the next month or, or something very you know within one or two months you know and I had just come off of before meeting you spending all of my money getting out of credit card debt how much was, did you pay off it was about eighteen thousand. And that was just and credit card. That debt. was just credit card. And that took me 18 months. But, you know, transferring something to a 0% for, they, they extended it from 12 months to 18 months. And I didn't do anything <laughs> for about a year and a half. So, but, but was, was that it was, worth the sacrifice? it was worth the sacrifice because two months later we met. And then I wasn't going into our relationship with, you know, a bunch of credit card debt yeah so and I think when we met I didn't have any credit card debt but I also didn't have any savings so I was still kind of living paycheck to paycheck well you had just moved down here too right yes um, so when we first got together we used side jobs we used the credit card and sometimes I remember we, I mean, we didn't go nuts because we knew that we didn't want to be buried in debt. So I feel like that was kind of our game plan, speaking just generally with the budget, is can we afford to pay this off within the next few months? And if we felt like the answer was yes, we were like, okay, we can just put it on the credit card. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were a couple Christmases. What saved us was our tax return. Because yep. we always file early and we would get our tax return usually in March. And that's what would, which if you think about it, that money could have been used for something fun and exciting, but instead it had to pay for something that we had quote unquote bought 
and back in December. Yeah. So not quite as fun. So only 15% of the people that filled out the poll, so that for those of you that are bad at statistics, if we had 100 people, that was only 15 out of 100 people actually followed the method that Brent and I use. And it's not the only right method to save for Christmas. But I definitely, having tried different things, I definitely think it's the least stressful. Um, so basically what we do is we have an overall budget for Christmas of what we will spend. So this is like the package deal Christmas 2022, what we will spend. And I'll explain how we come up with that number in just a minute. Um, but then we divide that number by 12 and we put away money every month starting in January. So it's just sitting there ready to be spent when Christmas rolls around. Um, and we operate each month off of a zero-based budget and Christmas is a category in our monthly budget so we it's just automatic that we have x amount of dollars that we set aside every month and that's accruing during the year so for those of you because some people said that they like to shop throughout the year as they just see things this method would allow you the freedom to do that because you would have already now you might not be able to go out and go shopping in january or february but as the money starts accruing if you want to start your shopping early you it's it's accessible to you um so let's say that someone spends fifteen hundred dollars which was around the average of what people said actually i felt like the range was like and i might have made the ranges too big but it was like fifteen hundred to three thousand was like the most common so if you spend fifteen hundred dollars on christmas divided by 12 that would be what 125 dollars a month that you would need to save starting in January. Um, or if you're somebody who only spends 500, if you divided that by 12, that would be $42 a month. Um, the cool thing about setting money aside every month is you don't have to worry about if there's going to be any extra cash that you can stash away as you get closer to Christmas or you don't have to take money from something else. You never know when an emergency is gonna like your car breaks down you've got to fix something plumbing in the house or you just you never know yep. and you might have a major unexpected expense and now what are you going to do with christmas and so if you've been saving every month you have that money you don't have to worry about it um some people depend on a christmas bonus what do you do if your christmas bonus just does not come one year for whatever reason and so this is kind of the foolproof way of making sure you have what you need and that you can enjoy the holidays and not be stressed out. Well, and to kind of piggyback on that, we'll, and we'll have another episode where we talk about our zero-based budget, <clears throat> which would include an emergency fund. So that will make sense later, but, you know. Exactly. Yeah, so anyway. So back to the percentage, only 15% of the people who responded to the survey have an itemized budget which is what Brent and I use and I'm gonna explain why that's important um, about 60% of the respondents fell into either having a general budget so just a general idea of what they were gonna spend or they just waited till they saw how much money they were able to stash away and then built a budget off of that 28% uh, of people said that they just spend money and then deal with it later that gives me anxiety like, just think because that's that used to be us well yeah it was we'll just spend it and deal with it later trying to gauge how long it would take us to pay it off 
so again, this method I think is pretty fail proof. And the tool that we use is just Excel, which yep. is nothing special, but we actually have a Christmas budget template available on our website that you can just download if you're interested in looking at this and maybe just seeing if this is a method that might be helpful for you. So essentially what we do is we open up our itemized Christmas budget and in one column we list very specifically everything we think that we are going to spend money on during the holidays. And well, and this list has built over the years because each year something comes up that we don't think about. Oh, true. I added and, a category so, this year. Yeah. In January. I always so. do the Christmas budget and once we come off of Christmas in December, I go ahead and look at the projected Christmas budget for the next Christmas and make sure that all the anything that needs to get tweaked. But it's a good starting point so that the, the following year you you know, only have minor tweaks to, to add or subtract. Exactly. So at the top of the budget, we list presents that we're gonna buy for people. And we, we list them by name. So I think at the very top of ours, we have like... Your mom and dad. So that could be combined gift or... That, yeah, or... usually that's a, a joint gift of some sort. So we have like our parents, we have uh, nieces and nephews that we get for. I'm just kidding. Not nieces. We don't have any nieces, do we? Elizabeth, <laughs> our daughter, is the only girl um, in our immediate family sure, of cousins yeah. and stuff. Um, so we list like family, friends, and we put specifically their names. And then if you're like Brent. <laughs> He has a whole list of coworkers, uh, guys that work on his team, um, that he likes to get something for. Have we mentioned that we love Christmas? Absolutely love it. It's my favorite. It's his favorite. And I love it, not as much as Brent does, but I love it quite a bit. And my love language is gifts. So when you take my love language <laughs> with his enthusiasm for Christmas, if we didn't have a budget, this would be could be dangerous yeah, a bunch of bananas <laughs> it we would yes we would go bananas and then we would have buyer's remorse on december 26th okay so we've listed all those people i also include gift exchange brent plays a gift exchange mm -hmm. at, at work at work um we have one typically for like a small group Christmas party that we have. So any type of gift exchange we think we're going to have, we put money in there. Our family one. Yes. We have too. The white elephant. Yes. Uh, I also list kids teachers. I'm. Again, You're a teacher. So you I'm, like getting stuff. I, I'm, yes. I will be. Well, it's my love language. So I love getting Christmas gifts. Um, but I also like giving them. And so I will list my kids teachers. And then I. You know, I don't know if you guys are crazy Christmas freakaholics like us, but I even like to give to our service providers. So anybody who provides a service for you during the year on a regular basis, for instance, my hairstylist, I always do something special for her around Christmas. Um, we had, was it UPS or FedEx when we were uh, doing Hello yeah, it was, Fresh it was... or Home Chef or... 
It was either it was one of the two. But yeah, we had the same same guy driver for like six months or a year, and he was always just so pleasant and and happy and you know delivering all of our Amazon packages. <laughs> It was, uh, it, you know, so we we wanted to do something for him, and so we got him, was it a gift card mm-hmm. some, somewhere? Yeah. So that's just something extra that we like to do. So once you've listed every possible person that you're going to get a gift for, you have to remember that there are multiple facets to spending money at Christmas, and it's not just about the gifts. And so from there, I include the following category. So I have a supplies because you got wrapping paper, bows, Christmas cards, stamps, cards, the picture cards you send with your, yeah. We fell for the trick of buying a Costco roll of wrapping paper one year, <laughs> and we said we'll never have to buy wrapping paper again. But then it gets boring after a couple years, and it's fun to go. We used it for like eight years, didn't we? Oh yes, and it was ridiculous. It wasn't going away. It was like the never-ending roll of wrapping paper. So, yes, so supplies. I also like to include a food category because I feel like the grocery budget in the month of December, it always needs more money because if you're going to be baking or you have family that's going to be staying with you, I feel like I end up spending more at the grocery store in December than any other month. Yep. Well, and that, that even goes into if you're baking cookies for your teachers or you know stuff like that which i know falls into giving but you know right we also have if you're one of those people we have a charity like like the angel tree yeah so if you're somebody who likes to do the christmas shoe boxes or the angel tree or you just um for us there have been some years where we felt just led to help a particular person or a family Um, that money is available for us to be able to freely use. We have a category for lights, Christmas lights. And this is one that we don't use every year because we don't need to buy Christmas lights every year. But when it's time to do an overhaul, they can get expensive. So we just Mm -hmm. let that accrue until a year that we need it. And now for my girly (laughs) stuff. This was the category that I added this past year, candles and soap. Because I always felt like mm, I had to yep. find money from another place in our regular budget to pay for it. And you can't not have your house smelling well, like a pine tree. Well, we don't, we, we use an artificial tree. Oh, yeah. So burning a tree smelling tree. candle <laughs> kind of deludes us into believing that we have a real tree. Yeah. So I like having extra money, or I'll let you know how it goes because I haven't actually used it this year, but it's in the budget for this year. So candles and soap. Um, there's also a category for home decor. TJ Maxx, anyone? Hobby Lobby? Michaels during the Christmas season? You're browsing. Woot, woot. <laughs> you're browsing. <laughs> actually, that's a website too. <laughs> the aisles <laughs> with all the cute Christmas stuff, and it's 50% off. And so it's hard not to throw things in your cart, but you can do it guilt-free if you have money set aside and know that you can afford to do that. I Oh, this was a new one too, just because I just now started. I hate all you scrapbooking moms out there that like have 
wonderful products from it. But <laughs> from like your children it's... growing up. But we have been terrible at creating family photo albums. And so I made my first one. It's like we're doing it by yearbooks. Um, so I made my first one this past January and decided that it would be nice just to have the money because those aren't cheap. Even if you get a good discount and usually I don't buy something uh, – like the yearbook unless I get like a at least a 40% off and so even with that it was still kind of pricey but the product really is priceless and so it's something I want to continue doing so setting money aside each month for that um, another category is entertainment because most of us don't just sit home during the holiday season we might want to go to the movies with our family or Go, I don't, what, what well, else? Some people, we apparently we, don't, we don't go, go anywhere. Lot, we, we have extra entertainment money, but <laughs> I know people go to the ice skating thing. The ice show. Ice show. Yeah. Is, that, is that Disney? I or, think that's or Gaylord, that Gaylord Palms. Palms. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool if you could go ice skating outside somewhere, but you can't do that down here. Not so. in Florida. Not in Florida. No. But if you're up north, maybe go to New York City or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and because I believe there's always something I didn't plan for that comes up. And the majority of you said that that was not true for you. That you felt like there wasn't really any unexpected expense. And I feel like there's a bunch I, of Pinocchio noses. And maybe you thought I meant like an extravagant expense. This could be something as little as like 10 or $15 you just weren't expecting. Um well, but that all adds up. It's another 10 to here, 10 right. there, you know, and, and if it's not all happening at once, you don't really, or I don't know that I would really think about it, so. So the final category that I have is a miscellaneous, just because it's a nice safety net in case there is an unexpected expense. So uh, once you have all of your categories, and by the way, I listed a ton of stuff, and you might actually have more expenses than Brent and I do or you might have less when we first started doing this we did not have this many categories because we, we didn't have, have any money enough, we didn't have the money <laughs> to put in the category so they just weren't allowed to exist so once you have all of your items listed on the excel spreadsheet you can go in next to each of them and plug in the amount of money like the cap amount of money that you want to spend for each category and then it automatically down at the bottom will show you calculate the total it'll calculate the total for you and say this is what your christmas package will cost this year and then there's also a formula in there that will automatically show you what you need to save each month to have that amount of money by the time you get to december and again you plug in those numbers and you're like Ooh, that is that's too much cannot afford that you can go back and that's the cool thing about excel is you can just play around with the numbers and decide and maybe you're going to go the other direction you might say i think i can actually spend more than that like i have more money maybe i can add a category um so you just have to play around with it um and you don't need to explain yourself to anyone right like it's your money so if you don't have a category that somebody thinks you should or they don't think you're spending your like it, it doesn't matter. You just say to them, it's... It's not your budget. Yeah. And then it's not in the budget, and it's not your budget, unless you're going to deposit fun, some money yeah, into fun, my budget. Yeah, fund the budget. Um, so since we love gifts, we want to give away 
two $25 gift cards that are from our namesake. Well, not really our namesake, mm. but inspired. So we have a $25 Barnes & Noble card, because I'm the writer. Mm-hmm. And we have a $25 Home Depot card, because he's the wrench. <laughs> That's a, none of that, like the way that sounds. <laughs> when you I said wrench, not wench. <laughs> um, so... Together, that's a $50 package, and we want to gift that to somebody, and maybe you can have a little Christmas in July for yourself now. And so there's several ways that you can have your name entered into the drawing. So the first one is if you go to where I shared the link for the podcast or where Brent shared the link, you can simply share the podcast post on Facebook and you can have your name entered. Uh, the second way is just to go follow us on Instagram. It's the writer and the wrench. I don't think there's anything. I tried typing it in because there's a couple underscores in there. I tried typing it in, but there's literally nobody else out there that has like a variation of that. So you'll be able to find us pretty easily. Twitter, you can go follow us on Twitter. I just started an account, so it looks kind of sad right now. Um, that handles a little bit different though. Somebody already had the writer and the wrench. So on Twitter, it's just, I know it was weird, but it's a deactivated account, which is Are kind of Are you sure annoying. you didn't do it? I don't, maybe I did. I don't know. It <laughs> could have been me. I used to have Twitter years did, ago and then I should, deleted it because it was just, I felt like it was just negative. You should try to recover it and see if it goes to us. Or you can just go follow the mm-hmm. new one I created. It's at the writer wrench. So at the writer wrench. And then the last way is just to subscribe to the blog for email updates on resources and alerts to new episodes that we have. That's just um, www.thewriterandthewrench.com. And you can just simply go subscribe. So that's four ways. So, And you, you can do all of them. You can do all and get- four and have your name entered in four times. Um, and then the last thing is if you have any feedback to give us or topics you want us to cover or just want to send us a nice note, you can email us as, as well. It's thewriterandthewrench at gmail.com. Um, you can send other emails, but we may not read them. Yeah, if you're going to be unkind, that can go to trash at gmail.com. <laughs> um, so anyway, that resource that we talked about, the Excel spreadsheet, that's up on the blog. So you can download that and play around with it if you think that that's something that you want to use. We hope that you find it helpful. Um, so if, there's, if there's something else that is not working or you're having trouble you know you can try to reach out and we can see if we can help yes we love helping people (laughs) did that sound sarcastic i didn't mean that sarcastically (laughs) that's why we're doing this um all right well thanks for hanging out with us and we will catch you next time